Okay, well, welcome everybody to today's episode of the Jason Modar Show. It really is wonderful to have all of you here today. And before we jump into today's video about the tyranny down under in Australia and also in New Zealand, just want to say I've noticed that the podcast base has been growing lately. So those of you who are listening right now on audio on a podcast, welcome and thank you very much for listening. Appreciate you guys very much. I do notice that audience base there has been growing. So I do have a, a small audience across all of my platforms, but it's steadily growing. And I appreciate all of you who listen, who share, and who have been faithful to tune in. It means a lot to me. So thank you very much. And hopefully you're appreciating the content I'm putting out. And I'm going to continue to do my best to put out multiple episodes a week as the Lord allows and provides time for me to be able to do so. And as he drops just very interesting stories like this one into my lap to discuss. So in Australia, we have some COVID concentration camps, or excuse me, sorry, detention centers, internment camps, uh, cozy getaways. I'm not entirely sure how they're referring to them these days, but they're basically locking up people who are sick with COVID, who are breaking mandates or breaking lockdowns and things like that. And they're putting a very tight leash around their citizens in Australia. And this is pretty much happening all across the country and in the neighboring country of New Zealand as well. It may even actually be worse in New Zealand. It seems like Australia and New Zealand are trying to top one another right now for most tyrannical country south of the equator. But before we jump into that, one thing I want to address is this idea and this notion that is still prevalent to some extent that people believe that this won't happen here in the United States, that it will never get that bad, or that if you suggest that there will be things like COVID detention camps, even though they actually do exist in Australia, or COVID concentration camps or things like that, people scoff at that, laugh at that, think you're a conspiracy theorist and that you're just doing the old appeal to Hitler and the Holocaust and things like that. Well, we're not entirely super far away from that here in the United States of America. We have a very armed populace. We have a populace that still loves freedom, loves liberty, is interested in standing up for their own individual freedoms and rights, and interested in standing up in the freedoms and rights for others. But we are not immune to this, and we are not going to be protected from this by the fact that we are Americans and we have all of those aforementioned qualities that I just talked about. This kind of stuff is on our doorstep. There are a myriad of examples I'm sure that you could think of and that I could provide, but I just wanted to provide a handful of examples of the encroaching tyranny when it comes to COVID. And this isn't really going to be news to anybody. Anybody who's listening to this recognizes that the government is overstepping its bounds and so many people, so much of the populace is just sheepishly accepting it and going along with it as if it's the right thing to happen or as if this is just kind of the way things are. The government is your daddy and daddy takes care of you. So one thing that's happening right now, for instance, in the state of California against many overreaches of COVID tyranny is you have the 
requirements uh, to attend school. And this is both in public and private schools. So California school vaccine mandate coming soon, but there are some questions remain and state lawmakers are considering legislation to strengthen the vaccine requirements. So it's not enough that there's a vaccine mandate. They are wanting to strengthen the requirement to make sure they fully and completely put a stranglehold on the teachers and students in the state of California. And if you scroll down and look in this article, uh, you see that Governor Gavin Newsom announced that all public and private school students and employees. So those of you who think that, oh, well, private institutions will escape this and will be safe, no, these your private institution will only escape this and will only be safe if you are strong enough in within your institution, if your institution is strong, if it's ready to say no to things like this, is willing to face the potential fallout and consequences of making a bold and courageous stand for liberty and freedom for yourself and for others. But we see here that Gavin Newsom has said that all public and private school students and employees must be vaccinated by July, and this is July of 2022, to be on campus. And no longer will you allow will you be allowed to be tested as an alternative to getting vaccinated unless you're eligible for medical or personal belief exemptions, and I would imagine that those exemptions are going to be hoops that most, if not anybody, is going to actually be able to jump through. So you have this happening in California. Students and teachers at both public and private schools, private institutions, you are only as safe from this as you are willing to make yourself safe from this. So you have Governor Newsom there, and then you have uh, Mayor Bill de Blasio in New York, who is on his way out. He'll be leaving the mayoral office of New York City very soon and returning to private life. And he has, with a month left before he leaves, well, this was a month left as of uh, just a couple of days ago, he is requiring vaccines for all on-site employees. And according to this article, that affects some 184,000 enterprises and millions of workers. So anybody in the city of New York who works on location, isn't telecommuting, is going to be required to have a vaccine. And this is for public and private employees. And again, I tell you, private institutions, private businesses, small and large, they are only going to resist this and be they're not going to skirt by it yeah right now in the in this in this country we're winning a lot of these battles in the courts they're going the way of they're going against the vaccine mandates the way of those who promote freedom and liberty but you can't expect the courts to continue just to be on your side yeah it's nice that we're winning these battles and that's fantastic and and praise god for them but ultimately it's up to private businesses and individual citizens whether or not they put up with this so we see this happening in the states, and then of course this is how also happening with Joe Biden, who's been a big loser when it comes to these vaccine mandates. So Biden is attempting and thankfully losing to enact a federal mandate for all businesses, both public and private. I believe that his most recent attempt was for businesses with 100 employees or more. So he's losing in the courts right now, but believe me, if this country could set up detention centers to put people where who are on the COVID naughty list, they would absolutely do so. And then meanwhile, in England, uh, I have this, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep the audio off just because I don't really care, but there's a video here. This is from England. This is a, a man who was arrested on a train in Britain 
for not wearing a mask. So here he is uh, resisting police officers. It looks like he takes a swipe and strikes a police officer. So the police officer has his mask on. This man does not. It looks like just about everybody else in the train has his mask on. So this video is a couple minutes long. Uh, I'll let it play as I talk. But this this is England. This is Britain. So this is another Western country with allegedly Western values that once upon a time was democratic and freedom-loving. And here now, here they are. If I would have told you even six months ago, a year ago, certainly before COVID, that I would be able to show you a video of somebody in a Western nation being arrested for not wearing a useless face mask on a train that they would be getting and then they would be getting arrested for this. You would think I was nuts. You would have called me a conspiracy theorist. You would have said, no, 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 this would never happen. This is just like people who insisted vaccine mandates would never happen. And there were so many people right at the beginning of COVID who said, hey, there will eventually be a push for vaccines to be mandated. And they were called conspiracy theorists. And now here we are. Now here we are with people in Australia being put in internment camps. And we have this man right here on a train in the UK being arrested for not wearing a face mask. So here he is now giving up and giving himself over to police and being taken into custody and arrested. I'll go ahead and uh, put a stop to the video now for the moment. So that brings us to Australia. So what's going on in Australia? What well, I want to go ahead and read through this story here about uh, Haley Hodgson. So I'll go ahead and uh, put it up on the screen as well. So for those of you who are watching on video, you can follow along. And what this is, is this is a firsthand primary account of somebody who actually lived through and dealt with having to be in an Australia COVID internment camp. So I want to read through her story, uh, give some reactions and some of my thoughts on it as we go through it. And yeah, that's what we'll do. So here we have uh, Inside Australia's COVID Internment Camp. And all of these stories, if you're interested in looking into them for yourself, or if you're interested in just reading more about them, then I will have them available in the show notes in the description box below. So here we have uh, Haley Hodgson, uh, 26 years old, moved to Darwin from Melbourne to escape the never-ending lockdowns only to find herself locked up in a COVID internment camp without even having the virus. So here we have a young woman, 26, trying to escape all of the lockdowns and measures that are going on in Australia, and it's just been awful and terrible there how uh, tyrannical and dictatorial the Australian government has been over its people during this time of COVID. And she didn't even have a coronavirus, as you're going to hear in her story soon, that she was just simply exposed. She was a contact, a potential contact. And because of contact tracing, she ends up getting uh, sent to this internment camp. So why don't we go ahead and continue on in her story. So she has just returned from a 14-day detention at Howard Springs, the 2,000-capacity COVID camp outside Darwin, to which regional COVID cases are transported by the authorities. In an exclusive interview <clears throat> excuse me, with Freddie Sayers, she recounted her experiences. It all began when a friend of hers tested positive. 
She recounts how investigators came to her home shortly afterwards, having run the number plate of her scooter to identify her as a close contact. They asked if she had done a COVID test, and in the moment she lied and she said she had, when in fact she had not yet. This set in train an extraordinary series of events. So I really couldn't care less if she lied about the COVID test. I am in favor, completely in favor, of deceiving the government when it is attempting to step outside of its biblically mandated and ordained bounds and is attempting to have this sort of tyrannical overreach and this tyrannical control of its citizens. Uh, As as far as I'm concerned, this is in vain. This is along the same lines as Corey Ten Boom lying about having Jews in her basement and hiding them. Obviously, the situation hasn't gotten that dire yet, but Corey Ten Boom was justified because the government was doing something that was actually unjust. Regardless of it being a law, they were acting unjustly. And no, this is not a Romans 13 situation where you just mindlessly and sheepishly just obey and listen to what the government has to say. When the government is operating outside of its sphere, when it itself is breaking higher laws than itself, that being God's law, uh, then it no longer has to be obeyed and no longer has to be listened to. So I have no problem with her lying to these people regarding her COVID status, because quite frankly, it's none of their business. The government has no authority in healthcare, according to the scriptures, has no authority over you in that arena and in that capacity. So think about this. They contact traced her. They were able to find her because of the plates on her scooter and because she was a close contact of somebody. And this is why I'm strongly against contact tracing. And it just boggles my mind and baffles me when people are like, oh yeah, contact tracing. We should totally do contact tracing. It's all about keeping people healthy and safe. No, it's not. It's about situations like this. You are giving the government the opportunity to exert control and to invade your privacy in unprecedented ways. And we are now seeing the fruits of what happens when you allow contact tracing uh, to run amok, all in the name of the greater good, every commie's favorite catchphrase. Let's continue in the story. So here's a quote from Haley. So, so then the police officers blocked my driveway, she says. I walked out and I said, what's going on? Are you guys testing me for COVID? What's happening? They said, no, you're getting taken away. And you have no choice. You're going to Howard Springs. You either come with us now and we'll put you in the back of the Divi van or you have a chance to get a COVID cab. I just said, I don't consent to this. I don't understand why I can't just self-isolate at home like a lot of other people are doing. And they said, we've been told from higher up where to take you. And that's all that there is. And she was ordered to pack a bag and was told that she could be released once she tested negative. Collected in the back of a rented van, she was then transported to Howard Springs. On arrival, she was told that she would have to stay there for the full 14 days. So, of course, the authorities who were there to take her, we were just following orders. The same with any other police force that is doing the bidding of a tyrannical government. They're just following orders. It's just what they're doing, then that's the excuse that they are going to use to justify their behavior and their actions. So here we have Haley. She's at her home. She wants to self-isolate. I do not consent to this. They don't care. 
Your consent, at least in Australia, is utterly and completely irrelevant. They don't care what you do or do not consent to. They are going to do what they want to do, and that is the way that the Australian government is operating. And their buddies over, their little cousins over in New Zealand, uh, you know, just as bad, if not worse. So Jacinda Ardern, the PM, Prime Minister of New Zealand, was not that long ago asked, and she was on film, and she was asked, so basically, with this COVID vaccine mandate, you have created a two-tiered system. And she just smiled and said, yeah, yeah, this is this is exactly what has happened. This is exactly what we've done. They don't care. They don't care that they've created second-class citizens. They don't care that they have created, you know, second-class citizens and, and segregated people off like what happened in the South during Jim Crow. They're just, they're happy about it. They're proud of it. And so many of the social justice warriors and people of that mentality and ideology and mindset would agree with these kinds of measures. And it's obviously ironic because social justice warriors, you would think, would look at these Jim Crow-type of situations happening and would decry and bemoan them, but of course not. Of course, they're they're not doing that. So that's happening over in uh, happening over to the Kiwis, and this is happening also to the Australians. And let's go ahead and continue in Haley's story. So she would have to be there for a full fourteen days. Uh, you literally get put on the back of a golf buggy with your bags, and these people are in hazmat suits and everything. Uh, they don't want to come near you because they think you're infectious, and they literally drop you to your room. And they leave you. And they don't come and say anything. They don't check up. They don't do anything. Uh, you get delivered your meals once a day. And you're just left. Yeah. Because you're you're a prisoner. You're you're just you're low level scum. You're unvaccinated, infectious, potentially dangerous scum. And they're going to treat you like you're less than human because that is what they have decided that you are. Moving on in the story. She was tested three times during the 14 days and on each occasion tested negative. Three times in 14 days, guys. Three times. And they still made her stay the full 14 days. At one stage, she was disciplined for leaving the confines of her cabin without a mask. Disciplined for going outside without a mask, guys. And was threatened with a $5,000 Australian dollar fine. On another occasion, she was told how she was offered Valium to calm her down. You feel like you're in prison. You feel like you've done something wrong. It's inhumane what they're doing. You are so small, they just overpower you, and you're literally nothing. It's like, you do what we say, or you're in trouble. We'll lock you up for longer. Yeah, they were even threatening me that if I was to do this again, we'll extend your time in here. Boy, you know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of... Um, Solzhenitsyn's book, One Day in the Life of Ivan Denisovich, which is a story that Solzhenitsyn wrote about uh, historical fiction about one day in the life of a Russian gulag. And that was one of the things that people would threaten the prisoners and gulags with was if you step out of line, I'll add more time to your sentence. So Australia, congratulations, your government and your police force is acting like communist Russia and troops who were in charge of Russian gulags. Congrats. You're no better than filthy scumbag commies keeping prisoners in gulags. Let's continue. Let's see here. Ah, what Haley is still not certain about is whether her sentence at Howard Springs was punitive and related to her original mistake about the test, referring to her lying about it initially. That is the impression she got from one call with the Australian Center for Disease Control. She has since lost her job at a store, 
which was on a casual basis. At no stage was she reminded of her rights or put in contact with a lawyer. So we're, I'm not sure what the Australian version of Miranda rights or getting you in contact with a lawyer is. Yeah, they're a Western nation. I don't know if they're derived from English common law like the United States is. I would imagine it's probably something close, not too far off from our country. I could be wrong. If I'm way off, please let me know in the comments below. But nonetheless, she was denied what it seems like, I don't know for sure because I don't know Australian law, seems like typically would be basic human rights for Australians, but she was denied them. But of course she was denied them. She was put in an internment camp. You don't get rights there. Uh, this has taken place in a state, uh, an Australian state, that has recorded a total of 290 cases and no deaths. Think about that. She was put under these conditions in a state where there's been a total of 290 cases and no deaths. The Northern Territories has suffered comparatively far less than other Australian regions, but it has not shied away from highly draconian measures. Just last month, Catherine Town in the state went into a snap lockdown after three cases were, were reported. I'm guessing Catherine Town is the name of a city in the Northern Territory state. So they apparently went into a snap lockdown after three, three cases, guys. Three cases were reported. The state's Howard Springs Center has been described by the Australian government as the safest and most functional design for quarantine in Australia. Uh, it has served as a model for quarantine camps elsewhere in the country, with the Australian government partnering with state governments to deliver Centers for National Resilience in Melbourne, Brisbane, and Perth. They are all expected to be completed in the next six months. Uh, you can watch a full account of Haley's experience above. Yeah, there's, there's a, a video version of Haley's story if you're interested. So yeah, so they've got more concentration camps. Oh, I'm sorry, to the quarantine centers uh, on the way, and they're proud of this. And the one that Haley was at was the safest and most uh, functional. Well, um, not safe if you're interned there, but safe according to the standards of this tyrannical government in Australia. Uh, you know, so a question would be, what can be done about this? I mean, really, the answer is just say no. And just say no to it in whatever sphere of influence you have. You just got to be willing to say no to the tyranny. No, I'm not getting the jab. No, if you're a small business owner or a business owner, no, I'm not I'm not requiring these. I'm not mandating these for my employees. We're not listening to this vaccine mandate. No, we're not requiring masks and vaccines to do church. Yeah, we're going to meet for church anyway. No, we're not doing concentration camps. No, we're not doing this. It's really going to take you saying no. And and if you're in a place like Australia or anywhere else or in a particularly tyrannical state in the United States, I mean, you may take some lumps. You may have to take some losses. We know that in the end that the, the war against sin and this kind of government overreach and support of this government overreach is sin. The government is operating so far out of its God-ordained sphere and outside of its God-ordained bounds, and it's acting sinfully. So resistance to it is a must because you're resisting sin. And we know that the war on sin, that the spreading of the kingdom of God is going to happen, and that in the end, the kingdom of God will win and will have victory over, ultimate victory over sin and death, including this kind of sin, this kind of tyrannical overreach where governments shuttle their citizens off to internment camps 
because they refuse to inject their bodies with an experimental chemical, which again is something that the government has absolutely zero right whatsoever to institute and to do. So it's just a matter of saying no and a matter of, of standing up. And that could, lo- that could look like fleeing, that could look like leaving a particular area to an area uh, that's more free, or it could look like standing up and fighting where you're at, but also just being prepared to suffer the consequences for saying no to these petty tyrants who want to run the show and run the lives of their citizens uh, because their sin and their pride has gotten just radically out of control. Well, that's all I got for y'all for today. Thanks so much for swinging by and listening to today's episode. Hope it was edifying. Hope you uh, enjoyed it. Perhaps it's difficult to enjoy something like this, but hopefully you were made aware of the situation and of what's going on, and it has motivated you to to just say no and to be aware of the tyranny and do what you can in your area and in your life individually within your family and with whatever your sphere of influence is to not allow this kind of COVID tyranny or any other kind of tyranny to take root in your institution. God bless.